welcome to NDG Winning, Season 6, Episode 3, where Dave and Adam get together to talk about NDG and the world that revolves around it. S6E3. Talk about long in the tooth. Long in the tooth. You know, S6E3, you know, you know what that reminds me of, right? Tell me. It reminds me of the six times the power went out uh-huh. at... My buddy JB, bassist in that great band Iguana on Fire's place. And three times the power went out at my place last week, too. Iguana on Fire, which, by the way, is, can I say it? It's your band. Uh, you can say that. It's one of the greatest bands <laughs> in that performed at Porch Fest. Porch Fest. And you, you played our theme song. That's right. And our theme song is actually part of an original, but... You're, you're, Do we have license rights to use uh, it? I will allow us to Thank use you. it for That's the... That's on the record now. <laughs> it's, on there. It's, right. it's on the record. Porch Fest and, and also the Wheel Club oh last goodness. Saturday night. Wheel Club, by the way, a great NDG venue. Um, uh, I strongly there encourage are big NDGers. posters in our Facebook group. Yes, that's right. Um, and it's a great right. venue. It's arguably one of the only venues... A music of its kind. Yes, it, in NDG, absolutely. Like live music, mm-hmm. off Broadway bands. Yeah, like you know, like yours. Live music, hillbilly night on Mondays at Country and Hillbilly, um, and also Porch Fest we played at, which was a great event. I was so happy it was back, um, raising money uh, for local NDG organizations, but also too, what's amazing about it is you walk around and you hear all this amazing music. It was over a hundred artists. Spending an hour playing on their porch on Saturday and Sunday. The weather held. You could not get a corroborating weather report between two sources leading up to it. It was the craziest weekend. And there was also palace intrigue this porch fest. Apparently there was a band playing and the police had to shut them down. Uh, Someone had made a noise complaint. I would... Love to know exactly what happened. Were they playing longer? Were they playing, you know, longer than their hour slot? But Adam, you know, you know what the, the secret is? What's that? Always invite the neighbors. You invite the neighbors, you won't get any complaints. I, I just want to say yeah. about Porch Fest. Yeah. Um, there's something magical about it because it is a non-commercial event. Exactly. There are a lot of charitable events that occur around mm-hmm. the city. Yeah. But there is... It, in all the other events except Porch Fest, there is a kind of commercial dimension. Yeah. Uh, sponsored by yeah. logos, this, that, whatever. This is purely community. And I, I really hope it manages to keep that. Yeah, uh, it, it's a good point. Flavor. And it's also all DIY. You get an hour, all you got to do is register, little bio of who you are, and it's up to you. How, you know, uh, your instruments, your, your sound. Uh, it's all DIY, and unlike Montreal West that had something similar this year, and Cote Saint Luke that's having its inaugural equivalent later this month, there are no rules or there's no stipulations. You play whatever you want. We don't care. Um, you know, have some go bon sens and common sense about it. But no rules. Beautiful. No rules. Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats yeah. to everyone in Portugal. Yes. Exactly. You. Yeah. <laughs> and another another word that rhymes with P, power. Oh, that's a soft spot for yes. NDGers. It's 
I mean, they might not even have power right now. It's while we're, they might not hard. even hear this podcast. Good thing we have a battery backup and uh, on this device. Um, I just don't understand. I don't understand. I I, I don't understand how uh, um, a borough of its size, of its importance, of its relevance, could have chronic power outages, um, recurring not just last week, but recurring year after year. Makes no sense. You know, I wish I could say it was a conspiracy to pull the plug on Anglos on the <laughs> island, but we don't have any power. <laughs> like, exactly. like, we don't have any political power. What's the difference? Exactly. Like, Anglos exactly. lights on, Anglos lights off, still no power. <laughs> so it cannot possibly be a conspiracy. I don't. And, and you know what, too? It's, it's um, I suspect it's infrastructure. Uh, you know, people say, oh, you know, it's all the electric cars. And, it's not that the electric cars are the cause, but that if the infrastructure and they've known, you know, utilities are slow to react. They're slow to move. Um, they probably know they have a challenge and they've seen consumption go up. And it's, you know, for the merchants of Monkland, you know, uh, we were, I was at, a, I was out with some, some buddies last week at uh, Ye Old Orchard Pub. And I said to the manager there, I said, you guys should go to the borough mayor to Gracia and say, hey, look. If you don't put pressure on hydro to resolve the situation where we've lost two nights in a row of potential revenue and warm nights, sunny nights, terraces are open, we're going to pack up and leave and go to an area where there is power or we're going to close down and put pressure. I just don't buy that, you know, that it was yeah. uh, because of the forest fires. It, 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 I'm sorry. It's you, not, you not know, acceptable. Um, s some people who listen to NDG winning yeah. might not know, who like some newer listeners might not know that when you walk across the carry at Monkland, the bridge, the the fences are a little bit higher. Yes. Because of this podcast. That's right. And our Twitter account. That's right. We were we, there was a provincial election yeah. many years ago, yeah. and we raised a big stink about how dangerous those fences were, and you know what? They got raised. Now, why am I mentioning this? Because I went to the city borough right. office mm -hmm. to complain about those fences, and they're, and they're like, "Oh, that's provincial jurisdiction." And then the province was like, oh, you have to talk to the city. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was it was in this sort of nebulous no man's land. And I feel Hydro-Quebec, in terms of our politicians, mm -hmm. is, is in that same place also. Yeah. And, and sometimes, to be fair, our, you know, our um, representatives in Quebec City for NDG, um, anyways, don't, let's not <laughs> talk about that. But so... So, so, so the, the power is a problem. But it, early in the forest fire, yes. a representative of Hydro-Quebec came on and uh -huh. said that the power outage, like the big, huge, yeah. long one that we got, yeah. was intentional. It was about load balancing the power that they did have. So my question is, why did they turn us off when our power is constantly out? Why did they turn <laughs> someone else off? I agree. <laughs> I agree. And how did they do And when you look at the map on the Hydro-Quebec website, which, by the way, the second day of the power outage, their power outage map was down. <laughs> the power was out <laughs> the power on the was outage out. map. On the yeah. outage map. Um, uh, if you look at the, the the outages around it, even with it power load, and also it seems to be the same areas of NDG uh, that also uh, gets into Cote St. Luke. Um, they seem to always be the same parts of, that are losing power. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sorry, I just don't, you know, so even if it was load sharing or load balancing, fine because of the fire forest fires. But if you look at 
the chronic power outages that we have in this borough, it makes no sense to me, other than there's a major serious infrastructure problem. And I think the merchants and residents should start complaining about it yeah. to the point that it gets raised to the uh, to the attention of the government. Yeah. One one final thought. Yeah. Is I want to ask Pravigo on Monkley. Yeah. Next time there's a major power yeah. outage, and we know there's going to be one, right? Yeah. Because they yeah. come about once yeah. a month. I'd like to suggest a massive barbecue in the Provigo parking lot. <laughs> That's a great idea. Now, someone told me that Provigo did not lose power this time, so maybe they wised up and got a generator. Oh, but unconfirmed. I, I unconfirmed. know they replaced some of the transformers and connections in the sidewalk yeah. on Marsil next to Provigo. Yeah. But okay, so let's yeah. move on from power. I mean, well, to you know. coin a CBC phrase, let's go on from power to power and politics. Ooh. Ah. Goodness, you, How's that for a you're going to get snapped up by the CBC. <laughs> You'll leave me here alone. I can't even play the guitar. I'm too biased to be on the CBC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, take us politics. Well, it, should we hit it? The, Let's the, do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. So there is a federal election on June the 19th yes. in our district in NDG Westmount. Yeah. Uh, and we, Montreal West. And much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. covers Montreal West also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, the riding election map is on our handy uh, guide to the election that we have put out on our Facebook group and on Twitter. Right. And it goes, yeah, it covers all of Montreal West. And Which is also something, Adam, you do every election. We've been doing this yeah. for several years now. Yeah. We've got links to the parties and the candidate profiles, including... Liberal uh, Anna Ganey, Conservative Matthew Kaminsky, NDP Jean-François Fillon, Green Jonathan Pedneau, and some of the other parties as well, including really? Alex the Train Alex Man. Alex the Train Man, amazing. You know, I was watching a, a band, uh, Street Spirit, the great band. They do Radiohead cover songs. Uh, I was checking them out on the Sunday at Porch Fest, and Alex the Train Man Montagana was... Uh, you know, punch, punching his, his tickets and he's whole log into it. Um, he just put up a really interesting uh, a banner on the corner of Sherbrooke and Girard at Girard Park, which is now yeah, the NDG Park. Yes. Yeah. Talking about uh, a little bit controversial and I'll let our listeners uh, decide for themselves what they think about yeah. it. Uh, you know, I uh, want to say... Yeah. That this is, in in my opinion, a very mm -hmm. important election. Tell me, this is arguably the safest liberal riding in Canada. Yes, and um, it, I'm not speaking out of school, nor am I tipping my hand as to my personal preferences by saying that uh, even the most ardent liberal supporters, when their pencil hovers above the ballot for the liberal candidate. There, there, there's got to be a moment of hesitation. Uh, uh, with all the scandals, if, if, if it's Raybould, if it's we, the We Charity, if it's uh, you know, recent uh, Chinese inf China uh, purported Chinese influence, yeah, Chinese interference, mm -hmm. meddling, right, uh, cover-ups, Johnston. I mean, the list is as long as your arm of reasons to let's just say have doubt. Uh, on the other hand, if the if the liberals clean up here. Mm. Then maybe the the dyed in the wool liberals are gonna just keep marching uh, under the the red 
pause, pause for grammatic effect. Flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, 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 so so that's that. There's all kinds of polls that came out. It's hard to believe these yeah. polls. I, 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 I don't believe the polls. I don't believe the liberals at 49% right now. I haven't met a single person, uh -huh. liberals included, who's who are supporting liberals right now. Yeah. I, 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 I don't say that out of animosity to liberals. Yeah. I'm just... Uh, you know, stating what I anecdotally. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I think it could be a very interesting election. Um, and the most important thing, though, Adam, is get out and vote. You know, and I say this all the time on the podcast, off the podcast, and I've been saying this ever since I was able to vote. There are many places in the world where people, uh, gender based, others cannot vote for various reasons. And it's your democratic right. And also vote with your heart, you know, and don't just oh, vote because and yeah. don't not vote. And by the way, there's uh, there's some interesting candidates this time. I, yeah. I, 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 you know, Alex, Alex Montagano has more posters up than I think any candidate has ever put up in the borough. Um, they're also they're also biodegradable <laughs> for the most part. Um, but, uh, uh, it's important because I think really, I think, uh, Canada, this will be covered nationally. By the way, yes. a couple party leaders have been spotted in yes. the world. Yes, absolutely. And I'll keep you in suspense, but, uh, next week, Ooh. um, we're, we're going to have a, a, an interesting candidate on and there might be some party leadership with them as well. Um, but we'll keep our listeners in suspense and uh, hopefully we'll get other candidates on as well before Great. the, uh, before so, the election day. Um, yeah, it's going to, yeah, it, it could be quite interesting. Um, it's, it started slow. The, the posters, it came out, you know, they put the, the, on, on the streets, uh, it was lopsided. It was, came out in dribs and drabs. Now all of a sudden it's full hog everywhere you know, and. I think it's hard to get people excited about an election right now. It is very hard. I feel for these candidates. Yeah. It's, yeah. The weather's been, uh, you know, either too hot or yeah. too cold. Yeah. Uh, but or too smoggy. Yes. Too smoggy. Uh, I wonder what that does for the votes, right? You're right. I'll smog. give you a little clue. Smog is tied to the candidate that we're going to have on next it, week. Well, <laughs> you know, politicians and smog, but uh, <laughs> could be. But. Uh, I encourage our listeners yes. to use our election information yeah. tool that is on our Facebook and Twitter yes. account. Yeah. Links to, to all the candidates, the yeah. riding map, and mm -hmm. their parties. So learn about the candidates yeah. and vote yeah. for the one that's best for yeah. you. And I will save my prediction for next podcast. Your predictions of how are I think this killer. how I think how this election is gonna I mean, you, the results are gonna turn you out. You called the municipal election, you you said Gracia was gonna clean up. Hey. Boom. I call it like I see it like I see it. <laughs> All right, where are we going next, Dave? We're going on our bikes, bike paths, bike paths. So uh, since our last podcast, um, uh, there's been some really interesting developments with bike paths in the borough. Uh, there's been a, a Montreal, an improved overall Montreal plan, and it's available online as well. Um, it's called uh, Le Carte de Piste Vélo, and you can go to the City of Montreal website. And you can see the entire réseau, the entire network of uh, of bikes, uh, bike paths across the city. Um, and in fact, May was Fedzvelo, was La Mode de Fedzvelo. And they opened up uh, a brand, just recently, a super interesting two-way bike path on Borette 
in Cote d'Inej, mm. which is touted as uh, the only or not one of the only um, uh, bike paths that traverses the Cary Expressway. The only that traverses, well, the Demaison of Bike Path also mm-hmm. traverses it, but in the Cote d'Inej area. So you can go from Snowden, NDG, cross to Cary safely. Uh, it's very well designed, interestingly, interestingly designed. Um, I'm sure that it might be a little bit bothersome for some of the residents. Barrette is the perfect street. It's wide enough that you can have the two-way bike path and still have parking. Is it protected with like pylons or... It, with those bollards. Those, bollards? Those, yeah, okay. bollards and paint. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, that is what I think is going to be a preview and what they're going to do with Terrebonne as well. Um, they did state that part of this new bike plan that they were going to revisit Terbon, Terbon bike path, which, as you know, was a huge issue under the previous administration. Um, and you look at Barrette, and had Barrette, Terbon been done the way Barrette, maybe it would be there today. But uh, there, there are a lot of very avid cyclists who follow our Twitter account, and yeah. we follow them in return. Did I see something about a bike path on Sherbrooke Street? Um, I'm not sure. I think at one point they were talking of maybe yeah. putting the bike path in the center of Sherbrooke. Yeah, but I no, could be wrong. No. I don't know. Um, okay, you know. I mean, it's yeah. I I personally um yeah. find that you know you can like it or not. The yeah. fastest way to get around the city is on a bike. Absolutely. So I commute to work. Right. Downtown. I take public transit or bike. Mm-hmm. Public transit thirty minutes door to door. Bixie. 15 minutes on electric, 20 minutes on a non-electric bike. It used to take me less time, but then I got stopped oh. by the police for going through a, uh, a, so a, a no... Because, uh, You're the one guy who Well, I was one of several who got okay. stopped at the same time, uh-huh. and I was clearly in the wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, I admit my guilt. Now, it has made me a more cautious urban cyclist. What <laughs> intersection? Uh, it was on um, De Maisonneuve and St. Mark or St. Matthew, so near oh, God, downtown. downtown. Okay. But guess how much the fine was? How much? Take a guess. Uh, $135. $130. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of money. And I find, you know, yeah. for, for a biking infraction, a little excessive. It defeats the purpose of biking, even though it's in the wrong. Anyways, all that to say is, um, you know, when the bike paths are done correctly... Like the Maisonneuve, bike path, or Barrette now, it does make a difference. So there's yeah. there's a lot more of that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 to take the and I'm not saying this on ideological grounds, yeah. but taking your car downtown is pure punishment, which is a nice segue yes. into one of our topics. Yes, which is the uh, the the Prudhomme black hole. Oh my <laughs> God! I I oh, it's <laughs> what's going on there. So they need to do major road work. Uh, in the Prudhomme area, De Maisonneuve, Sherbrooke. Uh, they're going to go all the way up to uh, NDG Avenue, even past on Prudhomme. They have to do major aqueduct work, major road work. Fine, it happens. Listen, it's, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a two-year project um, done in phases. But it has become a traffic nightmare. Not so much that they've had to, you know, block off traffic or redirect traffic for Prudhomme, but because they're doing road work 
on other streets around there at the same time. So there's this massive uh, redoing of uh, Harvard um, between the Maisonneuve and Sherbrooke. Mm -hmm. So at one point they had the Maisonneuve closed off. They have Prudhomme closed off. And I don't know how drivers have not lost it yet. Um, complete disorganization, uh, complete uh, lack of planning to the point that it was so bad on Prudhomme at one point that there's a fire station on Cote Saint Antoine and Prudhomme. The firefighters launched a complaint because they could not get their trucks uh, down there. They, 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 it was too narrow. And recently we found out that the work that the phase is ongoing now might be delayed even further because Bell is delaying the work that they need to do. Now, we've had this discussion before. We've talked about it at NDG Avenue. I, we have a buddy of ours who lives on NDG Avenue, and he gets a note every year about some different part of a street that's being torn up. It's coordination, coordination, coordination. I don't buy this that we can't control the utilities. You definitely can control the utilities. You can. There's things that you can do. Um, a neighbor of ours uh, used to live in Holland. Right. And in Holland, when they dig up the street, yeah. they do everything. Yeah. They do the sewer, yeah. the water, yeah. and they even do the internet. Yeah. And it's all all done at once and done yeah. and done like dinner. But the good thing about the um, like the silver lining of for people who live on NDG Avenue mm -hmm. is you get your street repaved basically once a year. <laughs> that's that's right. That's uh, right. For those of us who live on on the side streets, yeah. some of us are, are on like basically gravel roads at this point. <laughs> I know it's, a, it's you know they're they're doing work on Summerled, uh, big big major road work on Summerled between. Um, Royal or Draper and um, like Kingston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, on the other side, like on uh, Melrose or okay. or you know, yeah. Wilson. It doesn't matter. But so that's major work. But it's then they're doing other major work on Summerled near Grand. So again, like to do those two major construction projects at the same time, where you've got schools in the area, you've got Royalvale, you've got Willingdon, LCs, like. It, to me, I just don't buy this as we're at the mercy of, of the telcos, we're at the mercy of the utilities, we're at the mercy of the weather. Um, you know, in um, in Ottawa a few years ago, they, on the 417, the major highway that goes to the city, they replaced an overpass in a weekend. That, that, that's the kind of get up and go that we need. This exactly. Prudhomme thing yeah. for two years, like, yeah, that's yeah. not... You know, that doesn't make sense. There's it. It's uh, anyways. It's it's, yeah. it's just traffic chaos. But it's NDG. Don't that's that's part well, of the living actually, in NDG. That's what got this podcast started. <laughs> exactly. <remember? laughs> exactly. And speaking yeah. of closures, yes. Um. So one of the things that is part of the the borough's 2023 to 2030 strategic plan, which you can also see on the borough uh, website, uh, it's it's actually a, an interesting plan about you know uh, focusing on low income housing environment community um is um there's been some streets that they have closed off for traffic and they seem to be sort of like pedestrian uh i wouldn't say streets but like pedestrian areas next to parks where they built those during the pandemic you remember they would have yeah, these yeah, little yeah. like gathering areas yeah, with yeah, chairs yeah. and stuff yeah. so there's they've done a few there's one on um Girard and Ernstcliff, between Girard and Ernstcliff, near the Cafe Mariposa. But there is one that they just finished on 
um, royal. royal between Sherbrooke and Cotsinet. Oh my goodness! Now, this—that's a good one. This one's I mean, interesting. I this was interesting. In quotes, yeah. I I still don't understand the logic why it's being done. Um, the street is closed. That small part is closed to cars. It's closed to trucks. It's closed to buses or any other vehicles. And there's electric car charging stations on that part of the street. Yeah. So you want to be environmental, but also too is that this is going to have a big impact on car traffic at LCC. And again, I'm not I'm not in defense of cars at dropping off at LCC. I personally find it's a challenge with those high-end vehicles, triple parking, double parking uh, during rush hour, and it's hard to get around. But for buses that need to go up, it's going to cause... And, and I'm still not sure why they're doing it. And if they are doing it to punish or penalize LCC drivers, it's not going to work. And when the residents on Hingston, when the residents on Hampton start seeing even more traffic, because and also Cote Saint Antoine, mm, the things might change. But what blows me away is they've blocked up a street that has electric car charging yeah, station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what purpose. did it cost to put in that electric car charging station? Exactly. And now it sits there doing nothing for six months a year. They could have at least left one end open, yeah. So you could drive your electric car yeah. in, charge yeah. it, and pull it out, or not, or not even do it at all. I don't understand. I don't if for both the both the two areas I've seen and, and there's more. I still don't understand the logic. I thought originally it was at the same time around NDG Arts Week. So I thought it was maybe they're closing it for Arts Week, but it's more permanent. I still don't understand the logic. So that's that also doesn't um, that's one of the uh, one of the, one of these defy death defying things. And speaking of things we don't understand, Mackenzie Park. Mackenzie Park. It seems that out of nowhere the city is going to spend is it five million? I have no idea. Uh, to some large amount of money to replace a bunch of the grass with AstroTurf. Mm. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few folks on Twitter who are quite worked up about this. And, uh, I mean, objectively, I, I have no comprehension of this. You, right. know, you know, meanwhile, we, we, have, we have this yearning for green. We need more vegetation in the borough. Mm. Uh, we're like, I think uh, we're... we're, we're, we're uh, where the city as a whole is underserved in terms of parks, mm -hmm. and here we are turning some park space into into plastic surfaces. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, and uh, I know it's quite con controversial. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I think it's unfortunately it seems to be a political thing at this point. But uh, objectively, setting politics aside, it seems completely un incomprehensible. And the city's mum about it. The city doesn't seem to be saying, you know, why why this has to happen now. Yeah, and is it going through, or did, is it at least? I, I think it's going through. I I, I don't know. Uh, don't know the latest. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I have a follow up. Yeah. Um, several podcasts ago, uh, we would talk occasionally about the Montreal Police, and one of the topics or one of the uh, issues you would raise more than once is the fact that. Um, the majority of the police officers that patrol this great borough do not live in the great borough. Mm -hmm. And they've done studies in the States <clears throat> where uh, police officers who live where they patrol or work or near have a different view on community, race relations, etc. 
So um, uh, last month in May, uh, our new police chief, Fadi Daguerre, had, had his first 100 days, he had a little press conference, and one of the things he said, and apparently the 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 uh, Société de Prévention de Ville-Montréal, the police department, are going to get an, a pay increase um, over the next five years, um, and, uh, you know, to uh, stymie uh, a, a more departure, you know, there are a lot more departures than planned. And again, I have no issue with the pay increase, but he did say that he hopes that these pay increases will help officers to be able to afford to live in Montreal. He estimates that only 10 to 15% of officers currently live on the island. And I think we've talked about this in the past, and, and I think that also is, uh, is uh, uh, I think it huge. could help. Yeah, it could, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. One, one, one of the, apparently one of the motivating factors in closing station 11 was that officers needed a place to park their cars because right. they came from out of town yeah so that's you know it's a perfect example of why we need officers that live in the borough that understand the borough and that um reflect the borough exactly. in terms of yeah. who lives here yeah. you know, we're the most uh diverse uh population in definitely in quebec if not in in canada here in ndg yeah cotonage ndg borough i agree i agree um by the way there you know i'm remembering our interview with uh with magder from uh the reporter Jason magder yes Jason magder he, yeah. he said that there's this interesting unanswered question of why ndg and cotonage are a single borough i remember last and, podcast and yeah, yeah and if they were two boroughs that would mean two kind of anglo-ish boroughs and it would be like too much <laughs> a step too far uh with 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 bill 96 um looming in the background that's right that's right yeah with and uh by the way if you want to get a laugh uh, you should call some of the um semi municipalities bell 311 you get a good kick out of uh... so i called the <laughs> Cote st luke yes. uh, number yeah because i i wanted to hear that voicemail that was all over the news yeah and for whatever reason it went to the public security dispatch yeah. guy so someone actually answered <laughs> yeah. and he said to me we're getting a hundred calls a day wow of people who want who wanted to hear that voicemail that's so funny that's so funny um Maybe, you know, just to, to, to finish up, uh, I'd like to propose something new for our podcast. Bring it. Uh, the first annual NDG No Damn Good mm -hmm. and the NDG Winning Good Awards. Aha. Whoa. Yeah. Drum roll. So, so awards for... <laughs> awards for good. Yeah. And awards for No Damn Good. Let's do this. NDG, no damn good. Let's do this. All right. So, um, I'll start with a good. Yeah. So, my NDG winning good award yeah. uh, goes to the parks, green spaces, and streets that seem to be cleaner this spring into the summer. Uh, more attention, I find, seems to be being paid to the parks. So, I, yeah. I have to give... Uh, kudos to the city yeah. for that. Our, our low-end garbage cans. <laughs> the Alex Montagano keeps pointing out how we have these sort of like dollar store favela garbage cans, okay? <laughs> Versus all the other boroughs that have That's these right. super high-end, yeah. like Wi-Fi enabled garbage cans. Yeah. Anyways, they're not overflowing. Exactly. Our favela garbage cans. Last year, they definitely were overflowing. Yeah, and now they're, so they're, that I definitely wonderful. give it. Thank you. Yeah, that. that's a good. What do you have? Well... 
first of all, I, I think it's worth mentioning that the snow removal over this last winter was better. Yes, than it before. definitely was better. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, it was a good amount of little rocks yeah. and all of that. Yeah. And I wasn't breaking my keister every time <laughs> I walked up and down the side yeah. street. We, we had, we got a new contractor cause I, I watch these things. I look out for these things mm-hmm. who, um, who, uh, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, well, a, good one. Yeah, that's a good one as well. Um, also, uh, you know, continuing up on the good side, um, lots of cultural events and also lots of acknowledgement of cultural events. Uh, if you follow uh, our mayor, Gracia, on social media, uh, she attends a lot. She promotes a lot. And I find that it's been um, uh, a really nice effort about diversity within, within our yes. amazing borough. And, yeah. and I hope that that continues. And I hope that uh, so long as we're, and even after we're married to Cote de Neige, that we can have some of that uh, cultural um, activity spreading in into NDG. Like, you know, when the Filipino festival occurs, right. maybe it should be, you know, on our side of the carry, you know, well, how can they get all the fun <laughs> over there? True. That's true. That's true. Anyways, yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Should do a few uh, no damn good ones. Okay, justice is has to be served. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I talked about it before that Royal Avenue, that pedestrian space on Royal between Sherbrooke and Cote Saint Antoine. I don't understand. Disaster. It. Um, Fielding Avenue. So last year, I think it was last year. Maybe it was even in the spring. This year it was last year, or during the Fielding Avenue between West Broadway and I would say like near Prince of Wales or just before that mm-hmm. is so bad that someone spray painted um, in big letters, fix this effing street or pothole or something wow. and spelling out the F wow. in. And within a day, <laughs> that part, small part was paved over. They've been talking about Fielding for a while. Adam, it is bumpier and has more potholes than after the Battle of Vimy Ridge. It is it is embarrassing. I mean, there's many other streets in our borough, but it's just absolutely embarrassing. And something needs to be done about it. Um, and uh, we talked about it also. The horrible coordination. Uh, this is another no damn, no damn good award. For the coordination on Prudhomme and De Maisonneuve. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, yes. what do you have? Any... Well, my, my final observation is uh, when we had our little ice storm. Yes. Um, I I know the city's going to say, well, there were just too many. But I, it seemed to take a bit too long to deal with some mm-hmm. of those broken trees. I'm thinking of the one outside Taco, Tacos Tijuana. Yeah. Which was like a broken in half tree for like three weeks. Yeah. On Sherbrooke Street, with yeah. children going mm. in strollers every day for tacos. I know it's not called Tacos <laughs> Tijuana anymore, but that's the name of it. Where it used to be. Yeah, it used yeah. to be. Uh, yeah, it, it, it took too long um, to clean it up. I, uh, you know, I have family and friends that live in other boroughs on the island, and I could tell you, cleanup was much quicker than in NDG. You know, it's the argument that people, it, that's, that they use about painting the street lines, right? How, how come in NDG, uh, they have to paint our street lines and our bike path every year, every year when you go, you cross the border, go to the States and the street, the, the street lines, they'll last for five years. 
Um, oh, and it, it's not the weather. It's lack of funding, whatever. But anyway, so yeah. yes, the, yeah. the, you're right. The cleanup yeah. was, uh, it took a yeah. bit too long. Um, and let's hope that, and also, you know, power restoration too took a bit too long, yeah. but hey, you know, like uh, grovels about, um, but on, so yeah, yeah, go ahead. But on balance, it's still the best place in the world. The right? best place in the, the world. Best. And we're having an amazing election uh, coming up. It's yeah. going to be super interesting to see. So next week, we're going to have a special guest, yeah. um, uh, one of the candidates. We'll, we'll break it next week. We I, will, do, yeah. I, I do want to say that any candidate yeah. who wants to be on our podcast, we'll do our very best to get them on. If Perfect. you're listening, send us a message on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. And we'll get you on. We'll do our best to get you on. We have one booked already. It's yeah. going to be a surprise. Yeah. Big surprise. Yes. And, uh, you know, those are some big shoes to fill, by the way. Mark Garneau, who was a guest on this That's podcast. That's right. Yes. Great guy. Yeah. Well, he'd been up into space and all. Right. And uh, foreign affairs. We had a live update from him on the hot foreign affairs topic yeah. of the day when he was with us. And uh, wish him well in his retirement. Yes. We're sorry to see him go. And uh, can't wait to see who gets uh, elected uh, next. Yes. we got to get through this election, and we're going to support our NDG absolutely, listeners absolutely. In, in, in making yeah. the best choice. Exactly. Adam, great to see you again. Thank you, Dave. And uh, we'll be speaking soon. Right on. All right. Take care. Ciao.